Cock the cat, have it, yad. Fucking love Duncan. <laughs> I'm not smoking inside. Best <laughs> Welcome to another episode of We Explain Movies. I'm Kimmy. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Courtney. And this is the podcast where three best friends submerge you in a cesspool of spoilers as we explain, rate, slash, review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved classics of film. That's right. <laughs> and since this is a cesspool for spoilers, we uh, put our spoiler timestamps up every week on our Instagram and our Twitter at We Explain Movies. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so the format's a little bit different this week because we're doing a bonus episode now that round one is complete. Woot, woot, and woot, we've woot. done every single combination. We're going to go ahead and chat about what we have now seen that we before hadn't. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not going to do watch list this week because, so everybody is aware, we're actually doing double duty tonight and we're going to record two episodes tonight. Yep. Uh, so we can't watch... Movies in between each of these. <laughs> I so, mean, we uh, could, but it's already pretty late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're so. gonna skip the watch list this week, but we do have some listener questions. Yeah. Uh, the first one coming from a friend of the podcast, Riley. Which hey. is hey, hi, hi, Riley. Hey, Riley. <laughs> uh, the question is best and worst remakes. Nice. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Should we do best first or Can worst best, first? Best first. Best sure, first. Sure. Yeah. You guys are looking at me like you want me to start. I would love that. Okay, I mean, I can definitely do that. All right. So I'm cheating a little bit because um, I really enjoy this movie, and I know it's a remake, uh, but I have not seen the original, so I'm just going to, you know, stick to my guns here and hope it's better than the remake. Claim it's the best. I mean, I hope the remake is better than the original. But also, I think, like... Even if it isn't, as long as it's a good film, that's okay. Yeah. You know? Whereas some movies, you watch them and you have or haven't seen the original and you just go, that was a bad film. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that it's gotten any bad rap really either. It's um, uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo in 2011 by David Fincher. Nice. Yeah. It's remade, I think, this from a Swedish version. Yeah. I, I think that the remake is a really good movie. It's suspenseful. It's twisted it's provocative the acting is great i think i recall it being quite a long movie and i don't remember being you know bored or anything like that mm-hmm. it's very suspenseful so yeah and i honestly i would like to watch the original i'm sure that's not bad either no it's it's really good oh you've and seen it yeah oh, and okay. i've seen all three of them oh good they actually did them quickly yeah not like, right drawing yeah. them out <laughs> I just love Rooney Mara. David Run's great. She's so great. Oh, yeah. We love Rooney Mara. I was just talking to a friend of mine about uh, her scene in A Ghost Story where she eats the whole pie. Oh, yes. That's like good shit. That's like the the biggest one I think the three of us talked about. Yeah. Yeah, We talked about that at length. Just because it's it's in real time and you're just like watching this very real personification of grief Mm -hmm. and you're like... It makes you so uncomfortable. I was like, mm-hmm. I want to puke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To eat a whole pie and then, like, clearly not even enjoy it. She's no. not. Yeah. And she's crying while eating it and yeah. then barfs. And, and also, it's so sad. like, as a real human being, she's eating that whole pie. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've all talked about Rudy Mara being like, I've never had pie before. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know what pie was, apparently. Maybe that's why and she ate it so fast. She was like, like what? what? <laughs> it sounds like the Dakota Fanning SNL skit. What's pie? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not familiar. <laughs> I'm not familiar. <laughs> yeah, and I just remember being like, really, Rooney? 
But that's, I don't know, it was so, I'm still talking about that scene and not Dragon Tattoo movie. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> like, it was just, it's just a very impulsive, like, raw piece of action that they have. It's inexplicable, it's not logical, and I don't think that you should expect people going through grief situations like that to be all logical, and I was just like, wow, that's something that's not really on screen. Mm -hmm. So also, you know, (laughs) Ghost Story is a good movie. (laughs) So I didn't know that was coming out, but... Yeah. (laughs) So my choice is is Girl of the Dragon Tattoo. There you go. (laughs) Who's next? (laughs) I'll go next. I picked one that I also haven't seen the original because I haven't, sorry. (laughs) But I really like the King Kong remake with Jack Black in it. I can't think Naomi of like Watts. Naomi Watts. That's her name. I was mm-hmm. like, I just blanked on every other actor. And Adrian film. Brody. That's that guy's name. Yep, mm-hmm. the tall, skinny one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really like that one. And I saw that right when it came out. I've seen it probably like four times. And I, I haven't seen really it enjoy quite it. as much as I'd like. Oh, I've just never seen it. Really? really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a good. And Maybe you guys can explain it to me. <laughs> that's, my, that's my only impression of King Kong, and it totally does what I think you know the original sets out to do, which is making you fall in love with this relationship, uh, and mm-hmm. you know basically that a beast isn't necessarily a beast. Maybe you're just implanting that title onto him. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Yeah, I remember being in the theater when that centipede part happens. Oh, yeah, it's gross. And everybody in the theater, they have this great, it's not a spoiler, but. I'm not worried about it. (laughs) There's this part where Naomi Watts is hiding in a giant tree trunk from. They're in a jungle for a while. They're in a crazy, weird, prehistoric ish jungle. She's like an actress that made a movie? Yeah, they're trying to do a movie on the island. Okay. And um, these giant things are after her. And so she's hiding inside the giant tree trunk, and a massive, like, human-sized, bigger... Oh. Uh, millipede slash centipede, I don't know, crawls up, like, over the trunk and into, like, really close to her face. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. And it, there's no music, so all you can hear is all of its little claws, like, going around. And everybody in the theater was like, oh, my God, what the fuck is happening? It was great. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah? Is it... This is guess on stupid. Is it Peter Jackson? It is. <laughs> I'm like that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, mine like really the only thing that I could think of like you guys picked such good ones because my mind went immediately to horror. Oh, I mean yeah, there's lots um, of them, and that's why I chose the Parent Trap. <laughs> 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 I, I was thinking of horror movies, but. I realized I had only seen the new ones, like House of Wax. Um, Have you seen the original Parent Trap? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, no way. But, so that's why I wasn't going to do a horror movie. Have you seen Pollyanna? No. Oh. Are those two the films Shirley related? Temple one? The, the girl's in it, right? And then there's the girl, Shirley Temple. The girl who plays both of the girls in Parent Trap is in Pollyanna. Wow, Pollyanna. definitely thought yeah. that they were actual twins. But then again, yeah. I also thought Lindsay Lohan was oh, actual sure. twins. When I was a so kid, fun. I thought they were. Yeah. Wait, the original is not twins? Not twins. Wow. They had that technology back then? I guess. It's, I mean... There's only one Pollyanna. <laughs> well, could, maybe I she's could, just the better sister. I guess I could double check. I'm almost 100% sure it's the same thing. Really? Because I yeah. thought with that, with the, the Lindsay Lohan one, it was so, like, insane that they did it. Well, like, now it, I want to check. Well, I mean, they had green screens back then. I just don't think they were good enough. Well, maybe the last time you saw it, you're, you were less impressionable. You know what I mean? And you're, like, thought that it was realistic. And actually, in retrospect, maybe it didn't look that good. I remember I just, like, bitterly watched the original Parent Trap... I'd already seen the new one, and then I was like, 
why does this exist? <laughs> wow. How old were you when you embitteredly, like, watched it? <laughs> I was at right page of seven. <laughs> wow. I don't know how old I was. Uh, Haley Mills plays, what are their names? Susan Evers and Sharon Evers, I think. Wow. Wow, Haley Mills. Yeah, nope, definitely one chick. That's so awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I truly don't remember it. I don't know if it was good or not. I hope that it was horrible and you think that it was good. <laughs> like, not, not the movie, but the, the technology of the twins. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I really like the, the new one, obviously. Um, yeah. I think that's every a good pick. Yeah, every girl knew that, that handshake that she does with her butler. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it, but I loved it. Oh, I didn't really? know it, but I definitely made an original one with my twin. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, you were twins. Why didn't you I know bet, it? I bet everyone talked to you guys about that movie when it came out. And they were like, yeah. we can't have peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you like to dip your Actually, I do remember uh, asking my mom to get us, like, the soy nut butter so that we could oh. put Oreos in it. Oh. So we were allergic, we're really allergic to nuts. But Dorky. Yeah. That's hysterical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Such it? a sad rendition <laughs> of the first I feel like all our listeners are going to think I'm nerdy as hell, okay? I'm really cool, guys. I'm cool. Guys. <laughs> That's really good. Dang it, I had something I wanted to say about the parent trap, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, really sidetracked. Oh, I, I know what it is. About though. roasting me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, with parent trap, though, I just, I used to watch that movie and act it out in front of the TV along Adorable. with it. Like, I knew the whole fencing sequence. I, um, would, I would pretend I was I fencing I thought that was so well. badass. Yeah, so, so cool. so cool. And just... That movie has just such, like, iconic, uh, honestly, honestly, cinematography. Like, it's got Ooh. these, like, th- these shots that you just look at, and you're like, oh, poetic. Yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack is sick. The soundtrack's amazing. Um, they just pulled together a dynamite cast. Uh, yeah. Everyone hated that blonde lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, yeah. she was, like, the villain and superstar. She and, did such a good job oh, being yeah, a horrible she's, bitch. She's so, she's so good. And, um... Every October 11th, I think I'll be 12 on October 11th, <laughs> and I have a laugh. Yeah, that's a good that's a good pick. And I just think that movie is ridiculous, how they are literally looking in a mirror, and they, they just don't even think they look alike. <laughs> or like the part where they pierce each other's ears. Mm-hmm. That was traumatizing. I do remember that. Oh, I thought it was more traumatizing when they like stole her clothes after making her jump yeah. naked in the lake. Oh, I was yeah. like, I hope that never happens to me! <laughs> <laughs> I hope a lizard never crawled in my mouth. Oh, no, I would have liked that. <laughs> but, but we were all like, oh, she's such a baby, freaking out that there's a lizard in her mouth. Yeah, yeah. which is hysterical, too, because I would never have a lizard in my mouth, close my mouth, and then wave my hands idiotically. <laughs> it's like, spit out the lizard. Yeah, I'd be like, clap. <laughs> yeah, she definitely closes her mouth, and she's like, what now? <laughs> Um, and Dennis Quaid is sexy. He is. Yeah. Doesn't he have like a vineyard and he's like a winemaker? Of course. Their lives are so sexy. The mom's Their like this, so sexy. this wedding gown designer. Yeah. and or They're like, like the yeah. two hottest, what, they're, they're probably actually kind of young, but at the time I was like, old people. Yeah, <laughs> these hot old people. I love the mom when she's got the rollers in her hair, sunglasses on indoors, and a I cigarette. Just, she, goes, <laughs> she goes, I'm not mature enough for this. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Uh, oh, and the yeah. butler, yeah, Jesse. The bu- I like Butler's the, the butler, butler Jess, and yeah. then the, the Jesse's. Yeah, I think we all resoundingly love Parent Trap. I think that yeah, we can agree. Such good childhood memories. It's yeah. so good. I would love to rewatch that. Yeah. It's a nice one. Yeah, awesome. All right, so worst. What I think is the worst remake is probably not what I think is the worst remake in the world, but mm-hmm. it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's the remake of Fantastic Four. 
Oh. Um, Which, um, arguably, the original is not good either. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it at the time. I haven't seen it since. Really? Wait, yeah. wait which one? Yeah. Hold on. Oh, actually, I have a fun little story about that. Which which one were you talking about? <laughs> the one with, like, Chris Evans. And okay. That's the one I've and seen Jessica one Alba. time. The original Fantastic Four is not very good. That's okay, though, because the remake is worse. <laughs> yeah. no, nobody can debate me on this. Nobody can debate me I on this. It's got it. Kate Mara in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? The movie I'm about to say has a Mara also. Oh, no. Mara hour. Yeah, like, it's like... We it's, already talked about that. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Both Fantastic Fours, so bad that the Marvel Universe was like, forget those. We'll just recast Chris Evans as a better superhero. For sure. Yeah. We'll just recast Michael B. Jordan as a better are super oh, villain. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, just like, don't touch those. It's, it's so bad. Yeah. I remember I watched it in a hotel room with my mom, and I was like, that's that's a couple hours I'll never get back. But it's just one of those dumb movies where you're like, I guess we'll watch this rather than enjoy our vacation. Yeah, just like, maybe don't watch movies in the hotel room, because I've never had a good experience. Oh, that's one of my favorite joys in life. Really? Watching oh, yeah. anything on, like, actual cable nowadays, the only time I do that is in a hotel room, and I'm always like, oh, the old days. Oh, I mean, like, pay-per-view in hotel rooms. Yeah. I love Like, on that. demand, yes. We watched, yeah. um, oh, what's it called? Is it called... The Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling movie that came out recently. Nice Guys. Nice, nice guys. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice Guys. Uh, we I watched that, that in a hotel room in Cleveland, and I was like, this is the best time. Yeah. 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 I've not seen that. Oh, I watched it. It was very fun. Uh, with my dad in this house when we first moved in, and you weren't here yet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cute. Oh. I, I really liked it. It was, it was a good one. Yeah. With um, Fantastic Four, though, you're saying you don't like the... You can't believe you saw it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's exactly. really bad. Yeah. yeah. The villain, like, I don't care. Like, at least the Silver Surfer in the earlier no. one was, like, kind of, like, you know, okay. I liked that actor. I knew him from Charmed. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, that one was bad, though. I honestly I honestly don't even remember what the villain was in this, in the remake. Mm. Who was it? I don't, I didn't see it. I don't yeah, know. I've, I've always stayed away. I yep. loved the photos of Kate Mara's awful wig. And I was like, yeah, that about sums it up. Because <laughs> they, had to do, they had to do reshoots. And she's like, I, did, I changed my hair. Yeah. <laughs> so Kate Mara sucks. Miles Teller sucks. Michael oh, Miles Jordan. Teller's in it? Yeah, he's yeah. Captain Yikes Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Which I don't think is good because he always plays such a jerk. Yeah. Why would he be the leader of a superhero? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I think he kind of, as far as I can recall, because I've kind of repressed this movie, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like the, I'm too good for everyone, like, kind of like... Follow me, I'm, I'm the best. I'm the dark horse, like, you know, I'm kind of like the loner slash leader guy in this, and... And then yeah. it's like we're supposed to believe that Kate Mara and Michael B. Jordan are, like, like NASA <laughs> scientists. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no. Definitely not. Yeah, Miles think, Teller is not a scientist. I think they are all way too young yeah. to play those parts. Mm. Yeah, like you're you're not going out and you're not astronauts. No, you just played high schoolers or something. You know, mm-hmm. like they're not Isn't that far there off. Another from that. movie where Kate Mara plays an astronaut, The Martian. She's the Martian. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. Because yeah, I'm like, like, I think they threw way it. too many characters into that movie. Martian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. one of them in it. All right, I'm really done talking about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been trying to talk about this because also Mara, and I've only seen this once, but the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. 
I really like the originals. I mean, there's a lot of them, so they're not all gems, but yeah. I think they're all pretty fun, and it's interesting that there's that much of that universe, that there's mm-hmm. it spans eight films. I mean, it's a great premise. Don't go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you can never it's sleep. Like the one place, <laughs> The one place where you feel safe is where you're not. It's yeah. awesome. Um, and the original ones, what's so fun about them is that even though he's the villain and you're afraid of him, he's also goofy and, like, cracking jokes and, <laughs> like, this super time. silly. <laughs> and then in the remake, they're like, everything you loved about those old ones, forget about it. This guy's a child molester, oh but my God. he's still gonna make yep. jokes you won't like. The town burned him alive for molesting their children. <gasps> yeah. And oh we get to hear his dying screams. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And also, I think just a lot of why the old ones work is because it was you know, a trendsetter for that type of horror. But it's just like all all the things that make the old ones good, this one can't have a lot of, for just a lot of reasons beyond its control, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then it adds things that you hate and it's like <sighs> why no one asked for that's this. That's not what I wanted. It was also just it, it had such a dark, dark tone. Yeah, that's a bad movie. Yeah. Um my choice is just an, an easy pickings. <laughs> Nobody liked it, and everyone liked the original, and that's The Mummy. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. We did not need that. No, Um, no one asked for that. Keep Tom Cruise out of that. Yes, (laughs) but they were trying to, you know, do that spinoff of, like, the dark universe, because isn't it Universal Studios? And Mm so it opened with the Universal Studios logo, but then it said... It didn't say Universal. It said right. Dark Universe right. or something. Everyone got really excited about that. Yeah, and they full-on set up the universe, and they talk about, uh, like, Russell Crowe is, like, this mad scientist who's got this, like, room with all these artifacts, and, like, you see them kind of, like, it would kind of like, be, like, in, like, a Marvel movie when you walk by and you're like, oh, there's the Tesseract. <laughs> um, there's always a Tesseract. And so you see... There is always a test. Yeah. The best thing to come out of that Mummy movie, though, and I'm hoping you guys have seen it, is the, the trailer. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> they released the trailer for it on accident, mm-hmm. where it contained none of the sound effects, and they no had music layered the music. Yeah. What? It is the so it's funniest just like, oh, thing. When the, trailer ah. was, when the trailer was released, the studio uploaded the wrong video where it wasn't the completed version, and so you see Tom Cruise on this like helicopter. He's rolling on this helicopter because it like it opens with him like falling out of a helicopter and stuff. Yeah. And you just hear, ah, 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 ah. It's and awesome. then and then all these bats are like flying at the windshield, and it's silent. And then you see him strap a parachute onto this girl, and she goes. Oh. And then she gets sucked out of the, the thing, and it goes, wee! <laughs> <laughs> you have to look it up after this. It's so I'm like, funny, I'm because so... they've tried so hard to delete it off of YouTube, like, for copyright infringement. Well, you definitely have to watch it. Yeah, we're pausing it to watch this. <laughs> the fact that people actually clicked on the internet, and they're like, new mommy trailer, yes! And then they're like, wait, It's what? so much more than I could have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> That's so strange. <laughs> By the way, we just paused it and showed it to Kimmy. It's so funny. And yeah, just Universal's what? like, I have to take it down. Sue everybody that re-uploads it. And probably wow. like 700 people had already downloaded it. Oh, for <laughs> sure. It's like, nope. 
your fault. <laughs> this is ours now. <laughs> the internet has stolen. Yeah. And so just, the last thing I'll say is the original Mummy is just so good. It is so good. Ugh, Rachel I remember Weiss it being like, and the special effects being very scary too. They're scary, and I mean, they're, they're dated now, but it doesn't even matter, and the dialogue is so fun and quippy. Yeah. And the part with the fucking scarabs, that was so yeah. scary. Yeah. I really like that though. Yeah, I refused to see the new one because it did not look. Yeah. I think I saw it because I had movie pass. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, I'll do really, this. really done with any movie involving Tom Cruise. Like, I'm really yeah. over it. Like, can we just be done with it? Edge of Tomorrow was good. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, it wasn't my fave. Honestly, he's really impressive. Scientology has for sure strengthened his body. <laughs> because oh, yeah. the things he can do, that only... His uh, ankles aren't invincible. Though. That only yeah. a level, level 10 Scientologist is able to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, good for him. <laughs> Does that have a lot to do with Scientology? Oh, I'm just saying, like, he's oh. insane. <laughs> and he's paid the church enough to probably give him, like, Wolverine bones. So... I don't yeah, know if that's... You pay enough yeah. money to the Scientology church, you get some adamantium. Yeah, probably. Um, should we move on to the next question? Yeah, so the next question... Ooh, let me cue it up on Twitter. I believe I know this username. This next question comes from at JillyBob4 on Twitter. It says... I'll, I'll read the entire, the entire thing. You great gals should totally do an episode on Inception or another Christopher Nolan movie. That would be super fun. What is your take on that ending? Ah. So, potentially we might do one of those movies in the future. We haven't really chatted about that yet. But, yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on Inception we'd have to, ending? I have to wait for him to put something new out because I think we've all seen his I have entire seen his body entire of work. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. Well, me and Courtney, we actually just recently watched Inception. Mm-hmm. And we had quite the debate about the ending. Oh, that's exciting. Wow. Yes. Do you still have a debate? We got to a bit of fisticuffs. <laughs> fisticuffs. I'm, I'm under the impression that uh, he's in reality at the end. Of I have a very strong opinion that he's in reality. Yeah. Yeah, I just know that the few times, the first time I saw it, I was under the impression, okay, he's back in reality. Then the top keeps spinning, and I was just kind of mad because I was like... I had felt like it was just put in there to mess with you and not that that was the choice. Mm-hmm. And then, so then when I watched it a second time, I was just thinking about it the whole time. I've just always had that opinion. and Yeah, I have. I like that you can see it dip it a little bit right before it cuts to black. And they show an example of it spinning in the dream world and it's flawless. <laughs> and it's not at the end of the movie. And then I also, I'll, if you have anything else to say, then you can, but I would like to back up my opinion with the factual evidence of interviews and stuff like that. Oh no, God. I know with the interviews. Like, oh. I, I get it. And sure, he's in the real world now, but not to Is me. Is that what they say in interviews? Um, Christopher uh, Nolan says that it's up to your imagination, right? He didn't pick an ending. And then uh, Michael Caine's like, no, he's not in a tree. No, oh yeah. <laughs> no he ain't. <laughs> Michael, well, I, Michael Caine seems so cut and dry to me that he'd be like, what, because the freaking top? It's going to fall over. Um, there's been interviews where Michael Caine says that he asked Christopher, Christopher Nolan, and Christopher Nolan said, anytime you're on screen, it's reality. And mm-hmm. he is in the last scene. So... But Christopher Nolan has publicly said that it's there's no decision on the ending. So I, I don't believe think it that's was like true. an onset, like just thing. so that I think that's that's like kind of how J.K. Rowling is like Snape. This is your backstory. Like I think yeah. it's more of a 
what, what, huge what? eye roll at J.K. Rowling. There was also I, mean, I think that's a cool part. J.K. Eye Rowling. <laughs> there was also another um, Easter egg that they said like when certain colors are in the frame, it's reality or this something. This brings a whole other topic of haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so I will I will concede. Yeah, he's in the real world, but. Also, no, he's not. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're... You're definitely not the only person who thinks he's... No, yeah, and, and, and I there like are a the, lot of, like, yeah. plot holes and, you know, loopholes yeah. and things that don't really add up in the lore and, and you know, fantasy um, timeline of how things go with that movie. So there's a lot of give and take. I think you have to kind of just suspend your disbelief a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and I just... I think it's, it's usually meant to incite debate and questioning. So I don't mm-hmm. like the idea that some actors are like, no, there's a definitive answer. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't have ended it that way. Yeah. They would have ended it with the top falling over. Well, and you know what just drives me crazy about any kind of movie discussion is when people say things like, oh, well, on IMDb, I can see that this character's in this thing, so this must be the case. Like... I can't stand theories about Endgame where people try to be like, I know this for a fact because I've seen this thing on the internet. But it's just like, use your own theories. You if I just can't stand if I'm having a theoretical conversation and someone's like, no, but my theory's correct because exactly. of this evidence. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I just, It's like, do you like to suck the fun out of everything? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> fun sucker! <laughs> fun sucker. No. Um, yeah, just... Christopher Nolan did it so that people would sit around a table and have that discussion. So I don't think that there's any need to be like, but definitively, this person's on this person. Because it's like, it's up to the interpretation of the audience. And for me, I just am like, there's too many things of his children never aging. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was so deep into that world, I fully think that he's created, like, the levels that he keeps going through. Like, he's stuck. You Mm -hmm. shouldn't have messed with that. You're stuck. It's just, it's going to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea that you have to kill yourself to, to get out of that level. And, like, who knows? Maybe his his wife did, and now she's in the actual world, right. and he's sitting there asleep. We that's, don't know. I mean, I think that's the big question. That's, is that she could be there well, without him? that was and, the thing. that yeah. she That's why she, quote, killed herself, right? Is yes. Because she was like, no, we're still stuck in the dream. And he's like, no, we're not. Well, it's so sad because they kill themselves together on the train tracks, remember? Right. And but then there is the he's time like, that she does it. We did yeah. it. We're free. Yeah. And it's like, but are you? And then mm-hmm. she's just sad the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you guys. Uh, oh, you say thank you for that question. Yeah, thanks, listener. Thank. Thanks for that question. <laughs> thank to the you. So now we can discuss. Um, we each have watched one of the movies that have been explained to us. I've watched one and a half. And maybe we could <laughs> go in order of. Um, so, like, you would go first. The chronological order? Of, like, when we explained those movies. And yeah. then I would go next. No, I would go last and go you then. Oh, yes, because Mary. All right, so we're going to have Kimmy go first because Fargo was the first movie we ever explained. Yes. Woot, woot. I watched it last night. So first I would like to say I love the opening. The very opening. Nothing in the plot has happened. Okay. It's just shots of uh, the, the towns, and it has this kind of, ominous but kind of like weirdly cheerful and heroic music it's happening. It's like the entire vibe. Yeah. And and the cars just going around the town or something like that and I was like this is definitely vibing it up. Yeah. Um I thought that you guys described the assassins and their dynamic very well. Okay. I was like that's exactly what I envisioned. <laughs> just not what they did. <laughs> yeah. Um their their accents they all sound like they're always about to cry. 
Oh. You know, <laughs> especially the wife. You know, like you call her the wife. What's what's? Oh, the, you mean the kidnap victim? The wife. Like, like, her friend of Marge is the wife. No. It was like Kimberly. <laughs> no, the the wife. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, <laughs> Jerry's wife. Yeah. yeah, she's just kind of. Yeah, that's kind of her vibe altogether for me. That's how she talked in Drop Dead Gorgeous, too. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, it's just her voice. Yeah, it was like almost to the point of obnoxiousness. <laughs> I was like, wow, I cannot imagine a town. And that's some that's a theme that I feel like, you know, I wish that would have been touched on was that there's kind of the cover of everyone being sweet and nice mm, yeah. and and um, amicable with everybody and very townsy, townspeople-y, when there's a lot of subtext that people, you know, being yeah. sickly sweet towards one another when they're trying to get their point across. Like when Jerry's on the phone with a guy who's trying to audit him or something like that. Yeah. And... They're trying to be so jovial over the phone right. together when it's actually like, you know that you're swindling us, you know yeah. what I mean? And when Marge... They're like, we might arrest you, ha ha ha, it over. Yeah, I just thought that was a really interesting <laughs> okay, thing. Okay, we'll do. Bye-bye. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like this is an unpopular opinion, but I feel bad for Jerry for a lot of the movies. He's just such a pathetic guy that it's sad, you no, know? I feel like he's... He's really, you know, got the odds stacked against him economically, and that may be because he's not a very good salesman. Mm. Um, but people really just, like, put him down. He really doesn't have a shot, you know? And it, it, I just, it kind of made me upset that everyone was putting him down so much, mm. making him feel more pathetic than he already was <laughs> in a town where everybody's supposed to be kind of friendly to one another. And, um, you know, no wonder he turned to crime. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, yeah, the the father-in-law putting him down all the time. That's, the father is pretty harsh. Yeah, that's uncalled for. But yeah. then again, your wife's dead because of you, so I don't feel bad for yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, it's, he never intended for his wife to die. Doesn't matter. <laughs> don't hire hitmen to kidnap your wife. Think of and think of the psychological trauma. Like if you think about what happened to that librarian in American Animals. Aww. Like think of what you're putting someone through. Yeah. I would never forgive my husband for doing that to me. Yeah. I yeah. probably would never be okay again. Even if you're only kidnapped for an hour, that's an hour of your life that's going to psychologically yeah. affect you. Well, for and years. because like even if it had worked out well, it's not like he's going to tell her he did that. So she is going to feel in danger forever because mm-hmm. she doesn't know that it was fake. And that they're going to come back for her yeah. or something. All right, I'm not condoning criminal activity to <laughs> Listen, get your bills guys, paid, okay? Give me obviously signs <laughs> of the criminal. I just feel like he gets the short stick a lot of the time and he never gets a chance, ever. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, you lied to me. You're a piece of shit. Oh, we're going to take your deal from you because you're not going to sell it to us for a fraction of what you, you're owed. Like, I think that that's really he just really get, has a shit life to just me, from the father-in-law I think and it's like well be a better son-in-law it, like it struck um, me yeah. as you know we only get to see this part of these people's lives and I just had this impression of you've been this little cowardly slimy guy your whole life mm. and you know the cowardly part that sucks some people are just like that and you know some people don't get over it that's human nature but I just felt very much like your whole life has led you to this. I think you've made a lot of bad choices before now. I'm you know? a doormat. I'm not going to get one of you kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, moving on from that, I love that everyone says everyone's name like a thousand times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, particularly... Marge. Marge and Jerry. Like, that scene where he goes to see the the father-in-law and the father-in-law's partner... 
and mm. they're like, we're not a bank, Jerry. Yeah. They say that two times. Oh. <laughs> he says, we're not a bank, Jerry. <clears throat> we're not a bank, Jerry. And, like, <laughs> they're just kind of saying Jerry, Jerry, Jerry the whole time. It just, like, really made me love the writing. Yeah. You know, people don't really say that. People don't really say each other's names mm-hmm. often when they're talking, yeah. you know, and except for, like, in plays and movies. Yeah. You know, in, in regular life, we don't really say... I think that's something you've talked to me about before. Yeah, I, I want to say that... Uh, I, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying your name for the benefit of the listeners. Sure I want to <laughs> say that... Um, that Adrian was the first one to point that out where I thought about it. He also said look. that that's the one I was oh, going to yeah. say. People don't go listen or look. Yeah. You know? They especially don't say look. I feel like I hear that constantly on, mm. oh, it drives me nuts now. And, yeah. and the name thing makes a lot more sense because I think that derives from that's how you get the audience to know a character's name and remember a character's name. Yeah. And so now it's just kind of become... Now I think people just write it because they think it sounds normal, even yeah. though even that though it doesn't. probably wasn't the purpose. Originally. Here they're doing it um, extraneously, yeah. and I thought that that was really funny. When did this movie, when was this movie made? 96. 96. 96, okay. My next note was that I love the look of the film. Mm. You know, it definitely looks 96. I think that the way that they the set was dressed and how the characters were dressed kind of emulates that time period yeah. really well. It was like a lot of plaids. The houses. A lot of the houses, a lot of mm-hmm. neutral tones. And I I thought it looked really almost sitcom-y. And I thought that might have been like an artistic choice, but maybe not because it was from 96. Mm-hmm. I love parts of the cinematography of this film, particularly, I don't know if you'll remember this well enough, but there's a shot where... Norm, Norm's the husband, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Norm is eating the breakfast that he made, and uh. Marge is on his way out. And the way that the camera is set up, you can watch Norm eating as oh, yes. Marge leaves the house and goes all the way out to her car, realizes yeah. that she can't start the car, and then she comes all the way back in. I That's do remember cool. that. Yeah, I, I love that. And watching this movie, it made me think, like, living where it fully snows for the whole winter must be miserable. I've lived in California, in the sunny parts of California, <laughs> for my entire life. I, I, and my parents are from the East Coast, like where it snows for sure. Mm. Pittsburgh, Maryland, Maine, that's like where they went to school mm-hmm. and where they grew up and stuff. And uh, they know what it's like. So I would always go to the snow and be like, oh, this is such a treat. I don't know what it's like to have to scrape ice off of a yeah, windshield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it's like to go inside and not get warmed up, you know? Yeah. And, and that it just looks exhausting. I do know that I have a very different perception of it now that I'm an adult because my entire time living in, you know, I didn't live in a place that was snowy the way that New York is snowy, but my entire time that I did live in a place that got a lot of snow... I was a kid, so I was like, this is the best, and snow days were the best, and it was Mm -hmm. all so fun, but it's like, I never had to be like, I'm going to be late to work because I have to shovel snow off of the driveway, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I do, though, and this, like, just makes me feel really intellectual, even though it's just because of where I grew up, but uh, I have taught two people now that you cannot put hot water on your frozen windshield. No, it'll and crack the windshield. Yeah, and they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you have to put cold water. It'll still melt it because cold water's way hotter than ice. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, no way. I'm like, yeah, you'll break your windshield. <laughs> yeah. um, it'll be interesting to get your guys' take on this. 
Um, and we did talk about it when you guys explained the movie to me. But Norm and Marge are always eating. Yeah. Always. They're always eating together. And I just wondered what you guys thought the significance of having them do that was. She's pregnant, and it's something that they just like to do together. I mm. did. I I put for myself significance on her being pregnant and him being supportive of the pregnancy. But, mm. it, I mean, maybe they have always done this and will continue to. But I kind of took it as she probably is hungry more often than normal mm-hmm. and maybe having weird cravings, and he's just... He's just a bigger guy, too. He's not that big as he, you know, he's kind of young in that movie. I just mean, he seems giant, that guy. (laughs) I bet he's a a lurchy guy. Yeah. And I I just love that he always had, like, food in his mouth when he was talking to you. (laughs) Yeah. Very pure. It's just pure, and it's it's accurate, because if she's at work all day, you do only see them for breakfast and Mm -hmm. dinner, and then he comes and brings her lunch. And so it's really sweet to see them at just those three different times a day, Mm because it's showing how much she has to do other than be in her marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Also, because they probably felt that that was a nice relationship for us to see. Maybe Mm -hmm. even got, you know, positive audience reaction on that. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, well, let's give them as much interaction time as we can, so let's have them go And it's also a good um, detour from her being a homemaker that's making all the food, like Jerry Mm -hmm. Lundegaard, his wife, she makes them all dinner, and then the son's like, I'm going to McDonald's! And Mm -hmm. it's just sad. Whereas... These two, they they go out together. He makes her food, or he brings her food, and it's nice to see that. And that it probably was some kind of more of a statement, especially back in the '90s. Of this is a turning those what's it called the gender roles, you know, flipping mm-hmm. those and saying no, the guy can do it too. Mm-hmm. And which I like because they the, they had that backstory of how they were both were cops and yeah. she was better, so they were like, "You go to yeah. the cop." Wondering because because you know that like in all the oceans movies, they're always eating. Right. That's just because they're hungry. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Is that serious? Well, they, the they were filming so much that Brad Pitt just went, "Nope, I get to eat from now on," <laughs> and oh. they let him. That's hysterical. Wow. Yeah, That's hilarious. But I do love it in Ocean's Eight because. Like, yeah, the men did it in Ocean's Eleven, and, like, Hollywood has a huge stigma about letting women eat on screen. Yeah. They do, and yeah. and just, I love how much they ate in Ocean's Eight. The I, scene with the two, with Ocean's Kate, Eight, with am I right? A-T-E. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ocean's A-T-E. <laughs> yeah, they, like, you know, Sandra Bullock is, like, Chinese food, French toast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They go to, Pizza. like, the, the food truck, and, like, it's yeah. just, girls eat. Yeah. <laughs> like, we we snack. We have meals together. We yeah. eat food, and we have um, donuts sitting at the foot of our microphone. Exactly. As we speak. Also, the same conversation that we had, where we talked about all the ladies in Sex in the City eating all the time. Oh, do they? They, they do. They, they eat I almost every that. episode. Yeah, yeah. They good. Have, they always go out to. But the thing about that show is they always go to places way more expensive than they can afford. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at least than Carrie can afford. Okay, going forward, um, it was a very interesting thing to watch a movie in this way, like mm-hmm. having been told oh, all yeah. about it in detail and then trying to discover it for myself. Yeah. And this is the part that I had the most frustration with, and I want to get your guys' take on it. The scene where Marge goes to meet up her old friend Mike. I remember you guys saying she's going just as a friend, she's happily married, but she's just kind of going um, to go see this guy that she knows. Uh, I, don't, I didn't think that the dolled up was um, for his benefit. Mm. But she goes in there and, and fixes herself yeah. like before she goes and talks to him. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like a surprise when she asks him to move. We were kind of like, oh, yeah. good. I d- and so this is my question. What do you guys think their prior relationship was like? Oh. 
I don't think it was really much of anything. I think she just wants to see if she can still be attractive to someone now that she's mm. she's got a career and she's got a, a baby on the way. Her body has changed. She's aged. And she just wants to see, like, I wonder if somebody from high school would still think I was cute. Mm. And it seems like she doesn't really know him that well. Yeah. Because yeah. he seems to know her from a distance. And then there's that whole thing. And he thing. lied about his whole life. There's whole, mm. that whole thing later where we find out he's been, like, stalking another girl from their high school. And she had to get a restraining order against him. And yeah. so she's just kind of like, that's funny. Um, yeah. And so I, I don't think that there's too much worth reading into. I think it's it also, is what it is, and we can just respect her and know that she's yeah. not doing it from a bad place. Didn't he also call her at a weird time? Like, call her really, really, really late at night. Yeah. 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 It's just so sus. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, I have two more things to say. Uh, this next thing that I wrote, I wrote before I'd finished the movie. It's still something that I really have decided is my opinion on the movie. Mm. I was kind of left with feeling like, why am I watching this? You know? Why am I watching this movie? What is the purpose of this movie? What's the genre of this movie? <laughs> it's not a thriller. It's not a murder mystery. It's not a comedy. It's a dark comedy. I, I was just kind of left feeling like, I don't really know why I'm supposed to be watching this. And I didn't feel like the characters were as fleshed out for me to care about them very much. We're, we stay with the assassins for a long time, I don't, but they're bad guys and we don't care if they die. The main character of the film is a con man. The And then, okay, so... Margie's the main character. Margie's the main character. We're not introduced to her. I was going to say, though, it is strange to not be introduced to a main character for so long. Yeah, I mean, it certainly happened before, but also, um, she doesn't have as much screen time as everybody else does, I don't think, Um, just from first glance. And we're kind of just watching her just do her job. Like, and the, and she's good at her job, and she ha- has a g- good husband. She's never really having to overcome anything. It's just like a regular day at her at her job. So that's that's kind of what I got from it. Then, the best part of the movie for me is Marge talking to the bleach hitman in the car mm-hmm. after she's arrested him, and she says, you know, there's more to life than money, and. She says it pretty, pretty one note, but we get to see her in the rear view, I think, or we get to see her from the windshield and then the guy in the back or something. I can't really remember. Yeah. But it's just like such a testament to Frances McDormand's skill because that little monologue that she has is so layered and there's so much going on in her face. Like, she feels pity for the guy in the back seat. Mm-hmm. She feels, you know distrusting of of people in her community and she's hopeful and she's kind of she's certainly maternal and nurturing and and sad and kind of damaged and tortured in that respect um i i was like wow you are just a gift yeah (laughs) so i'm i'm just wondering it you know that was the emotional peak for me and maybe that's what the whole film is about, that there's more to life than money, and Marge certainly lives her life that way. She's not a luxurious woman, but she's happy. She has a good job. She has a happy life, a good husband. They have a kid on the way, which they talk about. It's the very last line of the movie, two more months. It's the very last line of the movie, I think. And uh, I thought that was really special, but um, overall, I would like to kind of, like, take my score back. 
Oh. <laughs> oh my. I strongly disagree with everything you said negative about it, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I would say that I think that's why it were it probably I haven't watched the TV show, but I think that's probably why it works well as a show is because I do think the point of this is that it is a murder mystery to Marge. Mm. To us it isn't. Like no, we've we know. Seen, we've seen everything. But to Marge it is and she becomes like the central point of the story, so it more becomes about like her journey. And I do think, yeah, I think the point of it is to be funny and to watch this person go on her journey. Um, and I so just, in, a yeah. show, in a show capacity, you know, you can follow her on this murder, but then you can also watch her on other murders and mm-hmm. see all that. But, yeah, no, I very yeah. much liked it. Also, I appreciated the slowness of it, so mm. I don't know. I didn't have as many problems with it. I like I, the shenanigans they get themselves into, yeah. and there are definitely just so many people like this in the world where they think that they can be... A hitman like Steve Buscemi, he's incapable of it. He freaks that. out when it when something yeah. actually happens. And Jerry thinks that he can be a con man and that he can rise above. But it's like, yeah, life is not. I think the, the like the thesis of that movie is that like people think that uh, success is so much easier than it actually mm. is. Success actually looks like Marge and Norm. Ooh, that's a good and one. of mm. you know like maybe that sort of American dream of like you can yeah. do what you can, but like trying to go and like reach for just this unattainable nonsense yeah. that they're all they're all shooting for. It hurts people in the end. You need mm, to yeah. get there honestly. And this is lame as hell, but it's totally true. That phrase, happiness is, uh, what is it, a lifestyle, not a destination? Mm-hmm. Because Marge is totally happy with what she has, and she realizes that this yeah. journey she's on is fine, whereas these other people are all like, once I get this thing, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And like even the wife who gets kidnapped, she yeah. was happy, but then somebody else screwed her over right. for no reason. It's yeah. like, you, you know, you, you end up hurting the people that don't deserve it. Yeah. 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 I like your guys' discussion on it. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're allowed to not like aspects yeah. of it. I just, but then I mean, sometimes yeah. I think even like we said about us, discussion can help you like something better. Yeah. No, I definitely uh, appreciate the themes more, hearing more from it, from, from you guys about it. Um, I I'm often come away from Coen Brothers films feeling this way, though. Mm. Like, kind of like, ah, great, great, great. Yeah. So cool. you do, yeah. All right. Good job, Kimmy. Yeah, I'm glad that you Thanks for watching and sharing. Yeah. Okay, so Vox Lux, I watched the whole thing. Kimmy watched part of it, so she does have an opinion on part of it. Some things, yeah. Um, I will say, and I think this is just kind of important to say about, like, all of my thoughts on this movie, is it's super interesting watching a movie this way, like Kimmy said, because... In a way, it's like it's my second time watching it. Mm-hmm. Because even though I saw everything through your eyes, I have a general idea of the shell of the movie. I have some visuals in my head, even if they're not quite right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have a general impression and know what to expect. And so for that reason, I think there are kind of some things I can either uncover or look at a different way because I already know. So I'm not like being exposed to everything all at once, yeah. you know? I would like to talk about this just because it's it's very small, but I just thought it was so cool that we both agreed on this, me and mm-hmm. Kimmy. Um, and this is not your fault. It's just that it's so interesting the way that people interpret things. Because yeah. Kimmy and I both agreed. When we watched that opening scene and the teacher says, uh, like, I, I know, know who you are. Yeah. We both, when you said, I know colon active... We both took that as, I know who colon active is, and you're not colon active. Yeah. But then we watched oh, it. it is colon active. Yeah. Right. But just, like, 
because of your like the choice of words that you had or something, we both had this impression that he was saying he was colon active, but he wasn't. Oh. Yeah, like but she then, knew of a colon active right. somewhere else. I think she was doing it in the way that it's not her student, but she's like, no, yeah, I, I know who you are. Well, so yeah. then when we watched it, we go, oh, we realize this is him. And she's like, no, I know, like calming him down. And it's just funny because then me thinking about what you actually said, I'm like, yeah, no, you did say what she said, but oh, I just yeah. interpreted it in a different yeah, way. It's oh, so no. strange. It's Sorry. Just, no, no, <laughs> no, it's not your fault. It's not that. It's just the. It's, it's funny that there are things like that where we have these certain filters on the things that we're watching mm. or the things no, we're hearing. Being literal. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, it's that. Like it's just yeah. So the whole experience is being verbatim really what she said. <laughs> I will say that kind of right off the bat, I was like. This movie is so much. I, I say that because when those opening credits come on, the whole movie up until this point, even though, you know, there have been some weird stuff, some weird stuff's already happened as far as, like, pretension and things. Yeah. But those opening credits are going, everything's very normal except this one moment where they decide they're going to be POV of a police siren. And the camera <laughs> does a weird flip around oh, yeah. from yeah. the POV of the police siren, but then is no longer. And I was like, what? Okay. It's I, art. I was like, I get where this movie's going. <laughs> um, I want to know your opinion. How far did you get, Kimmy? What was the last thing you saw? Um, she got almost Cel- to read Genesis. Yeah, Celeste was oh, okay. learning the choreography as a, as a teenager. Okay. So then you saw this part. Did you guys think that that first song she sings was good? Because I liked it. I liked, I liked it. it. Okay. I think so that's, that's the like point. the only song that's supposed to be good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. I, and I, think, to, I think that was Sia giving us her egg. Okay. I just wanted to make sure <laughs> yeah. that you guys didn't think that song was crap, and I just like have bad. Oh, no, taste. I just like wanted to re-listen to that <laughs> okay. song since then. I was like, it's okay. a good song. It really reminds cool. me of that, and I'll rise up for you. That song by Sia. And I'll rise up. I don't know who sings it. Oh, okay. When Willem Dafoe's voiceover comes in after her singing, mm. when I actually like heard the verbatim words of this part. Then I went, okay, I think I know at least what I have taken the message of this movie to be. And then I just got more and more evidence to back me up. Except, and I'll, get, I'll tell you what all the, these thoughts are, but the devil stuff. The devil stuff just threw all of my opinions out the window, and I just am so mad that there's a thing about the devil at the end because <laughs> I felt so many points in the movie of validation on my theories until that part. And then I'm like, what is this about? I don't... What is this? Um, do we think, just being the omniscient narrator that he is, do we think Willem Dafoe is the devil? <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Interesting. Guys, title of the podcast is Willem Dafoe the Devil. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, is Willem Dafoe I think, the devil? I think he might be. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Remember how we thought that like Jude Law might be the devil? I'm like, I think you're just a demon. <laughs> you're a <laughs> Just You're a one minion. of the demons doing his dirty work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when the voiceover happens and he says, you know, one day a producer would tell her she needed to turn the I to we and it became the anthem or whatnot. Yeah. And he said, he basically says like, at that point it became the world's collective grief. It was no longer her own. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, okay, I don't think that the point is to shame 
Celeste, I think the point is to shame everybody else. Yeah, for making her a celebrity. Well, I it's, thought that too because, and I think we did talk about that in the in the initial podcast for this, the sister coming in and saying, I'm so sorry, I feel so bad that I wasn't there, me, me, mm-hmm. me. Everybody kind of capitalizes yeah. on tragedy for their own catharsis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? absolutely. It seems like the entire movie is... Everyone around her uses her for what they want, and it's mm-hmm. like, nobody really loves me, and I'm kind of, in a way, getting the shit end of the stick. Like, yeah, it's just like, everyone around her is using her, and it becomes, like, I think that's why, like, that's why she gets so famous, mm-hmm. is it's, everyone is like, oh, this song means this, this, and this, it's so deep, you yeah, know? to me. And that's what it means me. to me. That's what it means to me, and now I get to cry, and I get to say, can you believe this happened to her? It's so sad. Yeah. You know, I love her music because I'm experiencing this pain. Again, it's, like I did say that, I don't think she ever wanted this. Yeah. It makes no sense. So to see her go from that to what Act 2 Celeste is like, mm-hmm. I was like, where? How? And and also, it became very apparent to me that the sister, 100%, this should have been hers. And there is a sadness when, like, she comes out of the room and she, like, looks like she's wiping tears away when she finds out that Celeste got, like, picked up for the radio. Mm. When Jude Law comes in and they were, like, doing their makeup. And she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, so happy for you. And I'm like, you're not. Because <laughs> you... You're you the probably one, wanted that. You're the one that people said had a better voice, and you helped her write that first song. That mm-hmm. got, and it's like, maybe if you had been at the school shooting that day, you'd be the famous one. You yeah. Know? And it's like this horrible tragedy, of course, but like she says later, that was her angle, and maybe she was never really talented in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know? This is jumping ahead, but I just was so like, oh, yes, Kayleen. Props <laughs> um, <laughs> to yourself. Yes. Is that Regenesis... I think it's called that because the shooting kind of sparks the nation to feel bad for her again. It's oh, the like, newest one? Yeah, the one in that act. Because it's like... Oh, I didn't think people felt bad for her in that act. Maybe her fans her did. Fans. But it seemed like everyone else was like, you're insensitive, you need to go away for a while. Yeah. I don't think in regards to the shooting, it seemed more like people were attacking her, because, well, at least that one reporter, because of the car. Yeah. And when he's... And that... That, too, was, like, he's only doing that for his own personal gain. Like, he's like, oh, how can I use this celebrity how to get something for myself? How can I write a really good article about how she did something yeah. bad and yeah. talk to me about it? Yeah. yeah, and how she probably blew up at me and, like, yeah. got yeah. taken away. And after us just saying this little bit and talking about how everybody else was using her grief and how her sister's, like, crying over her and stuff... It kind of makes me feel like that's why they chose Raffi Cassidy, because she is that monotone character. Like, yeah. that's just who she is. So maybe... Basically, I did not like her acting. I don't think she's a good actress. And in that scene in the hospital bed, it's clear she's trying to cry. She's like, I, oh my god, Ellie, I've done something terrible. And I'm, you're a bad actress. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe, yeah, maybe it was a deliberate choice because everyone around her is so much more colorful. But then by the end, she's colorful. So yeah. I just don't... And I also think it was a terrible choice to have her play the daughter, and I think it was a terrible choice to have Ellie stay the same actor. Like, what are you thinking? I don't know. This is so weird. I don't know. The director certainly, you can't fault him for making choices. He made choices. Were they the right choices? Not in a million years. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I... But what are you going to (laughs) do? I would like because I don't. I think you're getting past the part where I've I've seen the film. Uh-huh. I would like to 
put out that I slightly disagree also that I didn't think that she was as stoic and and monotone as you guys do. I thought that I expected her to be like really dead like in sacred deer. Yeah, like okay. in the yeah, like killing of sacred deer. Bob if you die, can I have your MP3 player? <laughs> yeah, I don't know like what's that. happening to me. I've lost two MP3 players. <laughs> um, and also, I would argue that she maybe doesn't start out wanting to be famous, but there's definitely a part where she gets excited. Oh, I think so too. About it, and where she's like, "Yeah, you like, I want the fame," and she's mm-hmm. like, "I like how this." album looks and mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to get popular probably from a really naive standpoint mm-hmm. like as yeah. a child like look at all these things that you're gonna get you really mm-hmm. don't know what this industry is gonna be like but I think that I don't think that she's completely separated from the fame that she gets and yeah. from wanting it also that's why I'm saying it's just it's impossible to see what this actress doesn't convey that it's impossible yeah. to know whether or not she actually wants the fame or, like, she just looks bewildered at all times. Um, and it would have been more interesting to either show her maybe, like, throwing a tantrum over picking out the album artwork and saying, like, I'm the star, I get to pick it. Or maybe saying, like, I don't know, Ellie, what do you think? And, like, yeah. I don't know, like, I don't even want this. Like, at she needed to pick a lane. I did like that Ellie put in her two cents, too, though. Yeah. That they... And that was something else that I wrote a note of just because I thought it was another notch on why she gets famous is when they do go to Stockholm and they're having this great time as sisters, the guy over there says it it, it essentially seemed like he didn't super love their music, but he loved the chemistry that two of them had Mm -hmm. and he loved how devoted they were to their faith. So to me, it seemed more that he was thinking... These girls just have this persona of stars. They're so likable. They're going to get yeah. big, even mm-hmm. if they're not talented. And I think that that I, was probably... I really, yeah, and I really wonder why they couldn't have been a singing duo. Right. I get that the sister was the only one in the school at right. the time, but I think that's much more interesting to have both of them playing instruments, yeah. to have one lifting the other one up while she is, you know, the one who's horribly injured. Yeah. I mean, it is yeah. strange. Why was that never put Especially on the table? Especially at that time period when we had, like, Allie and AJ. Yeah. yeah. When it was, like, Lindsay Lohan's sister was trying to get in on <laughs> but things. that world doesn't exist in this film. <laughs> we had the Hiltons together. Like, people were all about them sisters back and, then. You know yeah. what? And another notch in that argument is that when they perform that first song, they do harmonies. Mm-hmm. Like, they what? Do it together. And they just totally, what, ignore the sister? Well, <laughs> maybe that's, in reality, that's, like, that's how things would go, but because of the purpose of this film, she's chosen because she's a victim of the shooting, and yeah. people are, you know, banking on that. We can't feel bad for both of you. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could have, and I think that would have been more interesting, yeah. to especially maybe see them together and but then again life, they can't they, they have an estranged relationship mm. um and like all of ooh, your like maybe the sister writes a tell-all book oh all of your <laughs> film edits sound really good i can re- <laughs> i can rewrite this movie and make it better yeah i will say though that i know 100 that the director didn't do that because he was like no she's gonna have sex with the manager and then willem dafoe's gonna say this and then they'll never speak again oh yeah <laughs> yeah Again, at the time, that doesn't seem like, not that it doesn't seem that big of a deal, but Willem Dafoe has to remind us that it's a big deal. No, no. It totally broke Remember? their relationship apart. I'm like, oh, did it? <laughs> um, and it's clear, because then later they have... adult had sex with your sister? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then 9-11 happened, and... Oh, God. <laughs> That's part of it. Yeah. 
Uh, I loved Jude Law in this movie. I thought he was A+. Plus. I just was very... I thought he was funny. I thought he was interesting. Yeah. I just... I liked him a lot. Uh, I also really liked her wearing collars. I'm like, man, maybe I should wear collars. They <laughs> <laughs> look sick as hell. <laughs> oh, you know what else is when she says the thing about pop music being there to make people feel good. Yeah. I think that they chose this, maybe not specifically to say pop music is of the devil. I think it's easy to get away with making bad pop music because if it's catchy, people tend to like songs even if they know they're bad. I, mm-hmm. I like a lot of songs I know are not good songs because they're catchy. And so I think that's kind of part of what they're saying is that this is a genre that's easy to get famous in. Yeah. Even because that first song they sing isn't really poppy. It's, it's not. like a ballad and yet they make it poppy because They make it poppy the same way that like a Kelly Clarkson song is yeah. poppy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you heard that song Sober? That song is so sad. I don't think that I have. <laughs> Behind these hazel eyes is also very sad. Yeah. That oh, what's man. the one about like don't oh. leave me? What's the one where she says like Because of you Because of you That song is so sad I never strayed you far from the sidewalk (laughs) (laughs) That song is horribly sad It really is But instead people are like Yes, yes, yes Because of you Sing it, Kelly Because of you Um, (laughs) Again, in 2007 We were like That's about my (laughs) ex-boyfriend Is it like about her her dad? I'm sure it is I think it's really The music video was about like Domestic abuse for sure Oh, I thought it was about, like, a father-daughter relationship, but it might have been, like, about an abusive relationship. Well, like, I'm pretty sure... But, yeah, sure like, seventh grade me was like, mm, this one boy didn't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because I shared my skills with you, now I have to walk on the sidewalk all the time. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Okay. This... I liked that I thought of this, too. Another, like, claps at Kayleen moment is that... Um, <laughs> Is that Eleanor, once once they go to... Now it's Natalie Portman, it's Regenesis, we're in that era. Mm-hmm. When they show how much their relationship has drifted, I think a big part of why the sister got with the manager is because she's probably really jealous of everything her sister got, and it's like, well, if you get all this, at least I get to fuck the hot manager. I am the one of age. Yes. I hope she was of age. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. I think so. They don't make it out to be that he was... I mean, she still was probably only 18. Anyway, it's like, now we're in Regenesis. Not only did you kind of steal, in a way, all this stuff from your sister, but now you have Jude Law, too, and... Yeah. Sorry, Ellie. Like you don't have any. But of that she's stuff. like, but don't worry, Ellie. You get my daughter. Right. <laughs> she's like, but you get to raise my daughter. <laughs> Do you think I want to raise her? God, Ellie, you're so selfish. <laughs> I give you everything. What's that thing that New Jersey people say? What you think you're better than me? Uh, <laughs> <That>. <laughs> I did really like Natalie's acting. Her nails honestly did it for me. Those things were intense. Like, you know how some some movies they say, like, that's a wigs and teeth movie? This was a nails and collar movie. (laughs) I I never noticed people's nails. Really? Hers were so clinky. She just, like, used them a lot when she was talking. Uh, Yeah, so Mm -hmm. between that and the cough drop noises, I think there was just a little too much... There was too much ASMR going on. (laughs) It's like, stop. Um... But I, yeah, I really liked her. I was very aware because I don't think I've seen her in a lot of stuff. And to me, she's always just kind of Natalie Portman. I mean, Black Swan was great. But yeah, this just really felt like a different side of her to me. So I get why. I think probably the people saying this is her best performance have seen a lot of Natalie being Natalie. Mm -hmm. Even though she's had a lot of different, you know, characters on her roster. For me, this was, wow, this is not something I've seen from you. So 
I really liked that. I also ended up really being on her side when she gets kicked out of the restaurant because she was very clearly crying. And the guy comes over and he's like, can I get a picture? And she's like, oh, like clearly wiping tears away. Now's, now's not a good time, dude. Yeah. He's like, picture! And she's like, how about you fuck right off? And then he yells and it's like, you're not entitled to her. You yeah. don't, she doesn't owe you anything. She doesn't know you. And I'm like, that's just an example of another person that thinks that like they get to take advantage of something that was hers. Like, yeah. God, <laughs> like leave her alone. Oh, man, this was probably the part of the narration and just the whole directorial choices that made me the most annoyed is, so you know with the thing with the sex, how we're like, okay, (laughs) the thing with the (laughs) sex, with Willem Dafoe saying nocturnal encounters, we go, Willem Dafoe, we we don't need you to explain that, we get it, like, we know how to watch a movie, but for this part, when Natalie Portman is being interviewed and she starts saying all these crazy things the terrorists probably did that because I'm a woman. Maybe they did it because I'm famous and they're jealous of me. Maybe they did it because she just is throwing all this stuff out there. Yeah. And then she says the thing about got more hits than an AK-47. She's just saying all these crazy things. Yeah. And Willem comes in with the thing I think you said verbatim, which is, you know, she says these crazy things because of the political climate and everyone has taught her to. Yeah. But really She had learned from the politicians who came before yeah. her. Yeah. And I'm like... <sighs> <laughs> I get that you're trying to make a point, but A, I never would have gotten that. That's so ridiculous, B. And, like, we don't... How about you just don't have this part? Like, it was yeah. so unnecessary. That was a, an example of him going, I need to explain this to you because you'll never get it because it's stupid. It's like, I think I've heard a celebrity say something nonsensical before. I mm-hmm. think we've all yeah. seen Kanye on SNL. It's like, not- I, I know how people talk. <laughs> and it's not just because of the government or, you know, people we've seen before. It's because some people are just like that. Some people are just like that. She, she was raised it. in this culture. I'm sure she would be like that. Yeah. You don't need to give me a backstory. I'm fine. Yeah. We've all been on Twitter. We know what people do. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I've talked to people in college. Like, <laughs> I feel like I had something more to say about that, but I can't think of it. Oh, so this is something I read online because I was kind of looking for some validation via the internets or maybe some explanation for the devil stuff. And one of the things that I found from someone on the internet that I thought was very interesting is that those interviews kind of represent this really fair point that I think the director's trying to make of why would it be a pop star's responsibility to explain something like that away? You know, like for example, the Ariana Grande bombings, I haven't seen interviews about that, but I'm sure that everybody was just couldn't wait to ask her about it. And it's, it just felt like one of those things where everybody's going, Hey, this was done with your mask. So you got to explain it away. And, And at what point does that become her responsibility? And she's being treated like it is and then scrutinized like it is. And yeah, yeah. She said dumb stuff anything, she shouldn't have said. It's a publicist job. Her yeah. publicist being like, no, go up there and say whatever you want. <laughs> like, right. What? <laughs> How about you say she doesn't want to give a statement and you have a prepared statement? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's very psychotic. Do your job, Laura Linney. (laughs) It's not played by Laura Linney. Yeah. That's not who Laura Linney is? No. (laughs) (laughs) What? Kayleen told me not to tell you. Laura Linney's not in the movie at all? No. What? (laughs) Why would you not tell me? I was like, I actually told her today because I was like, hey, did you notice Laura Linney's not in the movie? And I said, what? yes, definitely not. Jennifer Ailes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are 
nice. <laughs> oh, man. There was that a was time a where we all went to go see Venom in theaters. <laughs> 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 we talked to both of them. And Michelle Williams' boyfriend uh, in the movie, I was like, Guys, it's Jordan Chase. It's Jordan Chase from Dexter. It's serial killer Jordan Chase. And to be fair, I went, oh, yeah, I think you're right. And, and I said, no. And I tried to fight Kimmy. <laughs> it's not Jordan Chase. And so now every time we watch something, I will just annoyingly be like, guys, look, it's Jordan Chase. Or they'll say it to tease me. Um, and it's funny because I do know that actor. His name's Reed Scott, and he's on Veep. And I like had just finished what? Oh, my God, guess what else he's on? <laughs> the big C with Laura Linney. Oh, <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I wonder who else is in that movie that one day you'll mistake for someone Apparently, else. Apparently, <laughs> like, so that's super funny. That's awesome. I respect you and I love you. Um, thank you for trying to make me sound smart. <laughs> Maybe nobody knows who Laura Linney is. I'm like, people aren't going to look it up. Nobody cares. Yeah. They're like, this movie sounds bad. I'm not going to watch it. They just have to trust that Laura Linney was in it. Oh, that's man. so funny. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that sucks that she had to say all that stuff because it's not her job. Okay, fast forward a little bit to when she, uh, you know, she gets high and stuff with Jude Law. And then later, he gets so mad at her for being messed up. I'm like... You helped her get that way. Yeah. Like, get out of my face. But when they're on the way to the concert and she has that moment of silence with her daughter, that bitch is walking very fast down the sand in high heels, everyone. Her yeah. heels are full on in the sand. And I was just, wow, queen. Very wow. impressive. It was crazy. Yeah, she did it so fast. Uh, I didn't even reala- realize she was wearing heels. And I was like, why is she walking so weird? And then I realized she was yeah. just, it's wow. enough to walk in sand. <laughs> Yeah. and it gets everywhere. Not like you. Your skin's soft. <laughs> Another Natalie Borman movie. <laughs> what is that from? Star, Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, uh, I hate uh, sand. Of course. And it gets, gets everywhere. everywhere. Right. I really like that dressing room scene. It mm. did break my heart. Just because It made me cry a little bit. Because she... I think just because of those two scenes we just saw with the guy in the diner and then the interviewer, now she's messed up, and obviously that makes a person more depressed, but I just love that, A, Jude Law is being such a dick. How dare he tell her that she shouldn't be messed up? Well, you shouldn't let her get that way. You were with her. And, uh, I mean, it's not his responsibility, but you helped her get more drunk and high. They did it together. Yeah, Yeah. so how dare you? And then he keeps calling her a spoiled brat, and he won't stop. And so then she's screaming, no one treats me like a person, which is true. We've seen that. And then finally her sister is the one who can calm her down, and I just thought that moment was very sweet because she actually is being... She's honestly the only person in this whole movie, I guess Albertine too, who does treat her like a human being. So, I really liked that scene. It made me sad. Um, I think I know what the 21 means. Oh! So, I didn't, when I saw it, I actually paused it and was really racking my brain. I'm like, I'm gonna figure this out! (laughs) But then, and I don't have much to say about the concert, because you said it all. It's really just the concert to be a concert, and to show that people are still eating this up, even though all her songs are bad. As soon as the movie is over, and they have said earlier in the movie that Vox Lux is the name of the stu- the, of the album that they're touring right now, mm. and then at the end of the movie, the title card comes up, and it says, Vox Lux, a 21st century portrait. So I oh, think yeah, it was yeah. called 21, because I'm assuming 
the whole album title was probably Vox Lux colon a 21st century portrait. Maybe not. Mm, but was. so I think that was kind of the idea is like, look, this is the 21st century. And Which I, is a bold statement because we have 80 years left of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you don't know what's going We really happen. don't know what the 21st century looks like. And We're 19 years in. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, those are kind of my opinions on the film, and then the rest of my thoughts were just me trying to figure out what's going on. I don't know what to say about the devil stuff, because it seems like the devil gave you a good career and there was no downside to it. Why would the devil give you life, but then also a really good... He was like, here's the words that are going to get you famous, kid. But then the words he gives her don't even get used until her hologram video? So are you telling me that he's the reason for the hologram shooting? Like... That's the only thing I can draw to the devil is that maybe his whole plan was to get those people shot in Croatia. Oh, okay. But and everything also maybe, else is like pretty positive that happened after she. I just like. But well, positive for her because she's the one who sold her soul to the devil. Positive for everybody else and not for her. But I don't think positive for the world. But like, yeah, I don't know. It just felt very. It didn't really feel like. The devil was even making a statement. Like, the devil was confused with his motives. I, maybe Brady Corbett doesn't know the devil well enough. <laughs> <laughs> Fair uh, statement. <laughs> he, only had him, he only had him come in and do a voiceover in the right. 11th hour. <laughs> so, yeah. I, and, and I don't know. That's the it's, only... It's, it's half-hearted to yeah. throw in the devil thing. Yeah. Especially not to ever, like, I don't know, throw in a scene where she walks in on her sister praying and her sister's like, come pray with me, Celeste. And she goes, I don't do that anymore. Or something like that. And the fact that they prayed all throughout their journey in Stockholm, I'm like, so you're not worried about the devil snatching you back or something? Like, yeah. I, I don't mean, it, just, it doesn't make any and sense. And why did you stop praying? What? Like when? And why are you? Why do you have this god complex now? Where she says at her concert, right. "I am the I'm new the new, new testament," yeah, and yeah. it's like, gosh, calm down. That, all that part of it, I didn't get. And then I also saw some things that said that Natalie Portman definitely took in some of this monstrous side of herself because she knew that her character was influenced by the devil. And I'm. Okay, did you? Wow. What does that mean? Like, what did she do? I think she was just she saying... She just was being, like, over the top. She was being more vicious than she would have been, and I'm like, or you could have just been... I don't know. I think it's really I don't dumb. think you need to be... <laughs> have, have, a, have a blood pact with the devil to be a bad person. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or she, to play one. Yeah, yeah. Like, she... And so one of the theories I saw online, too, is that they purposefully make her not likable so that you can see, wow, this person that no one would like, the audience loves. And I'm like, well, I still sympathize with this human being, even if she's, like, not a good person. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. There were parts of it that I liked a lot better watching it than having it explained just Mm because I felt more of the humanity, I guess. But all the things that you didn't like about it as far as style and decisions and I yeah totally agree so yeah. I don't know I still think it deserves its 6.66666 yeah it's what Willem would have wanted um okay I'm the last to go and these two have pages of notes I don't Oh, <laughs> I actually I, took way more notes on this than I did on game night. <laughs> and I also don't have anything to say. Oh. Uh, I watched Mary Queen of Scots. It was fine. 
Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> we, well, we just did this. This was last week, mm-hmm. and I watched it the day after we did it because, like, Kimmy ran it on Amazon, and so there was still 48 hours left I to finish it. I rented it twice because I forgot to finish it the first time. <laughs> yeah, and so I watched it, and it was a movie. <laughs> did like, you enjoy it? Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it more having heard the plot beforehand mm. because it made it go faster. Hmm, I think it. this is a slow movie, but knowing like, oh, I'm at this point and I know this, this, and this are coming up. Interesting. That was really nice. And like the visuals that Kimmy um, tried to talk about were, were cool to see because like I had no idea what you meant about that dog-themed garden party. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, I guess she did a good job explaining that. Like, there's really not much you can say. Mm-hmm. The caves were what I pictured, because it's just people making use of their castle spacing, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure they didn't have a lot of resources the way that England did. They're mm-hmm. just using the terrain to house themselves. And then I was shocked at how flippin' bloody Rizzio's death was. Mm-hmm. Oh. He is drenched in blood. Disgustingly, how so. drenched is he before they pry him off of her? Um, he definitely gets bloodier once he's on the ground. It's okay. yeah, once he's on the ground, and I was like, oh, that's a red shirt. He's just soaked, and it looked good. It didn't look cheesy. Like he was already like coagulating and like sticking him to the mm. ground, and I was like, yikes, yikes. And I just was shocked that you didn't mention how gross it was. I guess I'm desensitized. <laughs> it was, it was it's really, a film. really gross. I don't know. I really don't have any thoughts on it because oh. we just discussed it. Okay. Um, and it was it was how you said it would be. Uh, <laughs> did you like Sersha's performance? Sure. Sure. Sersha? <laughs> Sersha. It's exactly what you'd expect. It, it's just, it, yeah, I wasn't surprised by anything. I wasn't um, negatively affected by anything she did. Or Margo. Margo's, like, barely in it. Right. Yeah. That's what um, it seemed like from your description. Sad. Yeah. And, I mean, Mary, she was fine. Her conehead hair was really ugly. Oh. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I was really happy when she took it down, and I was like, please never put it up again. <laughs> it was distracting. And David Tennant was also, like, barely in it, but I was yeah. like, oh, hey, you. Um, he looked just like Rasputin. <laughs> like, that's, that's what he looked like to me. And I feel bad for not being more prepared, but we just discussed this, yeah. mm-hmm. and it, it was it was exactly as I thought it would be. There was no theory to think about. Right. Or, it was more just slowness in between. Themes. It was a period film. I'm, I'm a little bit yeah. surprised that was something you liked about it, just because we had that discussion where you said you didn't like in Suspiria that it said how many acts there were, so part of me felt like you wouldn't like it because you knew what was coming next and when it would end. You know, it is it is a short movie. It seemed like okay. Yeah, kind of. It doesn't seem horribly long, um, especially Suspiria, for a historical period movie. Yeah, Suspiria. It only gave me the chapters, and I didn't know how many pages were in each right, chapter. Right. That's true. And so That's I just true. had to like keep waiting and waiting. And I was like, maybe this act will be shorter than the last yeah. one. <laughs> Whereas with this, like Kimmy, like I remember she got to the halfway point very fast, and it just it went very fast. I yeah. was like. Oh, here we are on the shores of Scotland. Oh, here you're meeting the first boy. Now you're with the second boy. Oh, you're pregnant. Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. Oh, now you're meeting. Ah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Mary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those, those and that's where that song, Goodbye, Mary, came from. That was song I saw it. Huh? Oh, I really, I thought that's where Proud Mary came from. That was, that's interesting. Mm. Proud Mary? Yeah. You better be kidding. I am fucking kidding. I am kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's our show. I don't know how to end um, this episode. Well, we don't have anything to add to our watch list because we are going to get right into the next one. Yeah. yeah. Tune in for the next podcast where Kayleen and Courtney explain the movie Game Night to me. Yeah.
And mm-hmm. we just watched this, so it's very fresh in our brainy brains. 